All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here we go. We have changed things up on Oilers Nation Radio. I am now the man in the chair. The Fab Five episode of Oilers Nation Radio, episode 265 bajillion, I believe, right? Yeah, bajillion. Yep, something around there anyway. No bag milk, no Tyler. So we'll just see how this one goes, I suppose. See what happens. We, see have, what happens. we have the second power play unit out, the one that goes on for the last 12 seconds of the Oilers power play. That's the group that we have right now. I'm the depth yeah. shore of the group, though. <laughs> just trying oh, yeah. To, yeah, I'm just trying to bring that depth for us now. Are you Devin Shore wearing 19? <laughs> are you yes, whole, I am Devin Shore wearing 19. Yeah, Devin three Shore. assists in a game. <laughs> are you uh, Devin, Devin Score or Devin Shore? Score. Score all day. Or Good. Devin Sackick slash Iserman. I sure hope so, anyways. So, yes. Second cast. Dan. Regular cast. Coom. Second cast. Rick. Regular cast. Gavin, the intern. We finally gave him a mic. And me, Liam. Today's delicious debate. Evan Bouchard. Next contract. The guy has been playing pretty well recently. We can probably thank one man for that. Ken Holland for getting Matthias Ekholm. Maybe two men then. Maybe two yeah, men. Two, two and a half men. And also Ekholm David Poyle as well for trading Ekholm's three guys. Three men. Takes three to tango. It's true. 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 I'll answer it first. I say we give him a contract. Cool. Should we? Yes. Should we give Evan <laughs> Bouchard a contract? You got to qualify I think, him, right? I think yes. Evan Bouchard should be issued a qualifying offer when his entry-level contract comes to an end following this season. I agree. And it should only be for one season. We have to bridge. We have to trust the bridge. It's only done us right so far. Yes. One bridge is fine. Two bridges is not. Like Darnell Nurse. You can't bridge him right to UFA. So with Darnell Nurse. No, no, but a bridge is two years, right? So yeah. we did Nurse, we bridged him twice. We it bridged him the two first time. Two years. And then we did him another time for two years. And the second yeah. was because of the flat cap and they tried to fucking fit, fit him in. And then it screwed us in the end. Well, they, they signed Nurse the second contract in February right before COVID. It never made sense. It was, he had two years left of control and they walked him right to unrestricted free agency with a two-year deal. 
Let me yeah, pull, that, let me that pull was up. The, that was the se- yeah, that was the second bridge. Yeah, it was the second bridge. Yeah, it's the I'm two pulling, bridges pulling that don't work. One bridge right. works. Two bridges don't work. Yeah. So the the first his entry level contract expired after 2017-18. Yes. And then it was a two year deal at three point two schmills. Perfect. And then February tenth, two thousand twenty, Holland signs him to the two year. Oh, oh, things are going off in the studio. Is that a microwave? Bag milk. Oh, I figured out bag milk's clicking issue. What is it? So when you click on Google Timer. Mm-hmm. The timer comes on first and it gives you an automatic five minute timer. So then when the timer comes to the end of the road, you get the buzz. So So all this time. So yeah, we just passed five minutes, apparently, since I started the timer. That's how long we're making the podcast episode. That's it. We're done. So So all that clicking from bag milk over the years was. Write that down on a piece of note on a notepad for him when he gets back here. This is the buzz. Yeah. We also have no video today, by the way, because the. Three cameras just would not work. They won't even turn on. Like power cord, no Nothing. power cord, new battery, old battery, don't matter. We had nine people in this room trying to figure it out, and yeah. not one of us could crack the code. Essentially, the Da Vinci code. I don't I've, know if they have dude, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, Tyler and Bag Milk have done something here. It is. They have the real cameras with them, or the real cord, something like that. They took something out of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't know the firing pin or something. I don't know what they did, but they did something. Yeah, they definitely skewed up something for sure. <laughs> because every time Tyler goes. Something just doesn't work. It's Tyler getting back at the picture thing. True, that is a fantastic photo. Did you actually you see? Can, you, uh, no so one's going to know about it. Photo. Do you? Remember, no one's going to know about it though because they can't see anything. <laughs> true. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I went to the movie theater and that gentleman stopped me? Yes. And said hi. I listened to all this nation radio. That was the same guy who captured the picture of Tyler in that photo. Who is this guy? His Small name world. is, I believe, his name is Michael. Matthew. Oh, Michael. Yeah. Or Matthew. Bag Milk was interacting One with of the him M's. yesterday because he sent Bag Milk a gif of Tyler doing the shit. <laughs> <laughs> made a gif of it? Oh, it's amazing. I'll pull it up. Oh. But sorry, where were we in the delicious debate? Evan Bouchard. Contract on no. No. Uh, yeah, I think. So we- the official delicious debate is what is the extension you would give for Evan Bouchard? This was one of our mailbag questions this week, too. I mean, I would lock him up long term, but I think if you're him and you're his agent and you're looking at the situation, they've just gotten rid of Tyson Berry and they've pretty clearly invested in you. You're going to be putting up a lot of points playing on PP1 for the next few years. Salary cap's going to rise. It's not happening this summer. It's going to happen in the future. If I were him, I would do a two or three year deal and then try and sign the huge contract down the road. But if I were the team, I'd be going seven, eight years for sure, for sure. You can try and cloth bomb him right now, but I agree with you, Kuma. I don't think he's going to want to sign anything more than a two-year and wait for that cap to go up and really get the get the bag after that. Well, and I think that for this team as well, the contracts of Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid are going to start to play a role in in negotiations for t- for players. They're they're going to recognize. I would hope that players would recognize that McDavid and Dreisaitl are due for uh, pay raise in three and four years, and so for a guy like Evan. You know, you're, you're starting to like the team is going to have to start to figure out where he fits into the picture. And I think you're right, Coom. I think for the player, he probably only wants two or three years so that he can be in front of that McDavid and Dreisaitl extension instead of on the other end of it where the Oilers would likely want him to be. For yeah. sure. So like, yeah. do you think he'll be in a Darnell, uh, Darnell nurses kind of area, like the two years, $6 million range, the kind of bridge for I, six per? I would I, no three million dollar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like three. Yeah, I think it'll be in that range yeah. too. I would. The one that stands out to me is similar is Noah Dobson. He puts up 51 points last year in his third entry level year with the Islanders, and then he signs three years, 12 mils, so four mil a year. 
They were drafted like right near each other. It was Dobson was what, like two spots after Bouchard that year, two or three spots, I think, in the draft. So that would make sense to me. That seems like the one that that it's like right there. Mm-hmm. So how about two year, three and a half million? Everybody sign on the dotted line and let's move on. Sure. Done. I do that Works for me. sure. Two years, yep. how much? Three and a half. Three and a half million. Do you have the cap friendly on that? I do. So what, sorry, what did they sign Donnell Nurse on his first deal? Nurse's, um, all right, I got to pull it up again. Nurse was, I think it was, three point, was two years, 6.4. So 3.2 annually. 3.2 AAV. And then 5.6, two years, 5.6 annually, two years in the second one. So my guess is Bouchard, two years, four. Four mil per year. And it matches Dobson. They're pretty similar. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I got a feeling that Evan Bouchard is just going to look at the situation and be like, okay, well, why would I do that but maybe he's a team player he can't command anything really no yet. he can't no he, you mean, just gotta have to you have to at this point in this team you have to have to find a way to fit in so how much would you pay him rick three and a half for two years dan i would ideally i would want to go five years i think yeah really? but he's not gonna want to. i know and that's the thing i understand that completely but if you're asking me i'm pushing to have him pass the mcdavid dry cycle signings and then and then if i'm talking that number then i'm looking at like five million or four and a half million kind of aav I th- yeah I, I probably do the tiers i wouldn't go anything more than four though that probably four makes mil? sense probably yeah. makes sense yeah. yeah you can't afford to no, no. definitely not they gotta right? keep like we're still the, under a, we're still under a cap crunch here keep the rfas cheap so they can make additions in the off season yeah because yep. i mean everyone's sitting there saying bouchard's got to get all this money which Sorry, he hasn't had a great year. A lot of his mistakes have been very, very visible. I know there's a lot of stat sheet people out there saying, hey, look at this, look yeah. at that. But but if you watch the game, you've seen the mistakes. Come on. And then a guy like McLeod, too. He's not going to be able to command that much. He's having a better last, you know, 10, 12 games or whatever. But at the, at the beginning, he wasn't looking at a massive raise, right? So you'll get both of those guys in probably five mil for the two of them. Well, they see, do you think we're maybe overreacting to the situation with Bouchard a bit? Because like you said, Rick, he's not had a great year. And it's been... Well, some well, people many, are overreacting five, to it, yes. Five games since Ekholm come in? Something like that. So right now, the Oilers, and I know he's an RFA, but like the Oilers have all the ground to stand on with Bouchard and be like, well, you just snapped a 41-game goal draw last night. Mm-hmm. I think the Oilers could probably try and edge out a four-year deal for him. Maybe after, if they pay him... Four and a half or four years, I think that would satisfy maybe both parties. So remember, that walks him right to UFA. So that would be like when he's done, he's UFA. So the longest they can go on a bridge deal for him to have. That would be McDavid's okay. year, too. Yeah, for him to finish his, his contract as an RFA, it has to be one, two, or three years. So two. Two probably makes the most sense. I think two so. or three. That was nice to have that flash for a second. This is it flashing? Yeah, it, just, it did now, but it's not anymore. It's done. Stopped. Tyler gave me the idea of trying to set up my phone to be sabotaging everything. I made that joke earlier and you laughed at me. Did I? Yeah. We thought we could do it by phone. Yeah. We thought about just kind of doing the podcast where everyone's holding their own phone (laughs) selfie style. Yeah. And and like a part vlog, part podcast kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we'll all send our videos to somebody and let them. Yeah, all together. And then together. we could also have like a VR element. You put on like a VR headset and it feels like you're in the room. Oof, I and like that's that. what everybody <laughs> wants is to be in this <laughs> small little room with all of us. We can fit nine. We found yeah, that we out just earlier. Found yeah, that we out did today. just find that out. But yes, so I think we're all extending Bouchard. I mean, well, yeah. I think it's just a debate of do you bridge or do you go long term? Yep. Obviously, every single fan is going to sit here and say, well, get him long term. 
but is the decision. Is well, unlike we touched on too, I don't think Bouchard will want to go long-term either. I think he'll want to do that bridge. I think or- though, Kenton Holland has done a very good job of re-signing players. Like the Zach Cassian one was a mistake. The Donnell Nose one wasn't really his fault because he'd already taken two bridge deals. He managed to get McLeod on more like 750 He's done a very good job. Very Skinner. Nuge Skinner. Three you got, you got, you got uh, Nashville eat some Vacuum's deal and enough to, so we get Bukestad. Yeah, and even because everyone's laughing, it's like, oh, it was only 4%. It's like, yeah, yeah but that 4% exactly knocked what it down to it... 6 million and you always had the space to go and get Bukestad. You just set a franchise record in face-offs. Yeah. So it's like a small detail, but well, it's, it's big. And the smaller detail to me is that they made Nashville use one of those spots for another three years. They have to, they've yeah. burned one of their spots to be able to eat contracts for three years. And that's, that's not nothing. We saw what Arizona could do with that. We've seen what other teams can do when they take on that dead cap space, so... I think last night was probably how the Oilers would want the blue line to roll every single night, which in the sense of, because I think if I pull it up here, Nurse and Ekholm both played around 20 minutes. Like the top two pairs both played pretty close. Is that kind of how it you was? Nurse it to be? played 20, 24 minutes, 41 seconds. CC played 21, 35. Ekholm, 2047, Bouchard, 1943. And then the third pairing, Kulak, was 1636 with Darren at 1454. So, like, a little bit more spread out than than usual, right? I do hope, though, we work in Broberg a little bit still down the Yeah, stretch. I guess that's a question for tomorrow's game as well. Like, are you rotating Broberg into the lineup right now, or would you keep the lineup exactly how it is to last night? Keep it the same. I wouldn't change it after that win. You wouldn't change it at I, all? That was their no. most impressive win of the season, in my opinion. Why, what was most impressive about it? I think it was, uh, well, the fact they played the Bruins, a team that they were on a 10-game winning streak going into that, and they hadn't lost yeah. a game at home in forever, or blown a lead where they were winning a game at home in, like, over a year, I think it was. Since we did it Since last time? Since we did it. Yeah, yeah. the Oilers did it. I saw that tweet earlier. November, that was from 25th, Jack Michaels. November 11th, yeah. 2021 or yeah. something like that? Yeah, somewhere around there. Just the fact that, like, the whole, the they were able to win that game without McDavid or Drysaddle taking it over, and they just won based on depth. Depth and goaltending and just strong play. It wasn't one of the two guys willing the team to a win where they got sh- outshot 40 to 10. That fourth line, the way they handled the first line of the Bruins was hilarious. Yeah, it was amazing. It made no sense. It was, it was like an elephant being scared by a mouse. <laughs> well, Brad Marchand finished minus two last night and scored a goal five and five. <laughs> Pretty amazing, to be honest. That we like, scored two of the, two of the three goals with Bergeron on the ice. That's right. We did. And we got him in the penalty box. Which was well, he did it to himself, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack Michaels had the tweet last night. It was the last time the Bruins lost in regulation when leading after two periods came on November 11th, 2021 on home ice in Boston against Edmonton. Anyone remember that game? Nope. Uh, no, me I neither. Not. Me neither. Okay. I have an ad to read. Not an ad. This is all an organic read. <laughs> I just have a thought I need to express. Coom. What? Have you been to Jasper recently? Uh, or would you like to? I would love to go to Jasper. Would you love what? I have been and I would love to go again. Well, just go through our friends tourism Jasper, Coom. Okay. Here's some things you can do. Spring skiing. Oh. You could just wear your Oilers jersey. You're, do you have an Oilers jersey? I haven't actually purchased a new Oilers jersey. And oh, geez, it's been a long time. Just oh the Oilers jersey. 
Oh, you no. can put some pants on too. Okay. <laughs> your Let's Oilers pajamas. Like, Who's your Oilers jersey? My most recent Oilers jersey purchase is uh, from. It's a, it's a lot of Slav Schmid jersey. <laughs> from the the block shots. Mid late 2000s. It's wow. that like uh, dark it's glorious. Mm-hmm. Well, mine is Leon Dreisaitl. That is my most recent one. The orange crush one from 2017. I was thinking about going and looking for an on sale Oscar Clefbaum jersey, but he's not technically gone yet. So I don't think they put them on sale sale yet. Do you remember? <laughs> it was not even that long ago that there was like the Yessi Poyavi ones were on sale for like 25% off yeah. and people would just focus on that one and they zoomed down. And it was actually the whole all of them. <laughs> They're trading off. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gone. Okay. Tourism Jasper. Spring skiing in Jasper. Warmer temperatures. Drinks on the patio. Sign me up for that one. Escape cards still available for half price lift tickets at Marmot Basin. Conditions are still great with lots of new terrain open. I've heard there's been a lot of snow up there actually recently. There's a ton of snow. Let's keep it up there then. Yeah. There's actually been quite a bit of snow here. Yesterday was shitty. Uh, Clearer days for epic views. That's sick. Summer is right around the corner too. And golfing starts, uh, not August. That'd be pretty late. May 31st. <laughs> Lakes are thawing. So be careful when you're skiing. Or not skiing. Skating. Skating. Unless yeah. you, you could be uh, cross-country skiing. It's yeah, true. why not both? That is an option in Jasper. It I've is? done that before. Organic ad read. Jasper Skytram <laughs> opens March 24th too. Plan your summer camping trip. Front country reservations opening March 16th. There you have it. Tourism Jasper. I'll see you there, Kim. Yeah, let's do it. That's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Jasper's great. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, what else we got here? Let's just get into last night's game then. We spoke about it briefly there. What were your overall thoughts? We'll start with Rick after the others were down to nothing. Because you were, me and you were pretty optimistic on Twitter about it. Unlike somebody who decided not to show up today. Yeah, no, it's, a good, it's a good thing he didn't show, decided not to show up today. Look, both goals that they scored were gifts from us. Right. Like 100%. it was a bad goal in the Marshawn goal, whatever it happens. Um, and then there was a bad play behind the net that ended up in the net with yeah, 0.2 seconds. Left. I get it. Leon missed a, a, a one time with a wide open net. So, you know, as, as a responsible Skinner is for one, you got to say, you know, why didn't he score on the other end? This team was never out of the game. They looked good in that first period. I had no reason to give up. Okay. I thought the Oilers played Boston really quite well when the Bruins came 10 and 10 and beat them. So I looked at this game on the schedule and thought, you know, the Oilers could play them well again, but going into Boston and beating them, no matter how much of a homer you are, um, it, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around because the Bruins are having a historically good year. They've, I mean, when you look up and down their roster, it's kind of weird. It's kind of shocking that they're in the conversation for the best team of all time. It doesn't seem like they are, mm-hmm. but they just get the job done. So when they went down to nothing, to be totally honest, it just, uh, I'll, I'll echo what Tyler said on Twitter last night was, eh, it kind of seems like a throwaway game. It really did. So it's uh, incredibly impressive. They came well, back. That's just it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like the effort was like one of those ones no. where like, they're just going to get stomped. No, like, no, they were in it. You got two lucky punches on them and this team can come and punch with anybody. I just thought, so yeah. like, I didn't think the Oilers were going to go like they, you see the score is two, nothing. They're going to, I didn't, I didn't think, oh yeah, they're getting shit pumped. They're going to lose eight, nothing. I, I saw it and I was like, okay, the Bruins are going to lock the door and the Oilers are going to lose two, one. That's kind of what I thought. They, if there was ever a team who could hold a lead, it's the Bruins. And that's what the stat says, right? The Jack Michaels thing. It's kind of like, it's very shocking. They pulled it off. I kind of felt like that too, but I, I agree with what both of you said. It never felt like at one point the Oilers like deserved to be down to nothing. But I just kind of thought when it happened, I was like, this is going to be tough to come back from. 
And then was it Krejci scored in the first period? He got waved off, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so like, that when that one happened and that was like such a weak one timer, it felt like there was <laughs> a, like such slow motion almost. And it just wasn't able to get across. It's like, Oh, we've allowed three goals in the first period. One of them didn't count, which was lucky, I guess. But yeah, but to come back, I mean, Skinner, it was just solid. Kind of, it just kind of shows where that first period for sure. It shows where he's at right now. I think yeah. like mentally, mentally, right. For like some goaltenders that allow those two goals, two weak goals, and then not able to bounce back while like he was solid. Yeah. Like he definitely did not let those mistakes, like start compacting, 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 like sometimes Campbell did earlier in the year, but awesome. First Stewart Skinner, just like the really main solid, the rest of that hockey game. Dan. Um, well, first of all, I thought John Hines after the game saying that his team was non-competitive was a load of crock. Um, John Hines? John Hines? Is that, his, is that the coach? Jim Montgomery. It's Jim Montgomery. Montgomery. Right? Why do I see, keep saying John Hines? Hines. Nashville Hines is Nashville, is head there coach. Go. Who did Nashville play last night? I think they won. Are you looking it up, Coom? Uh, they lost 4-1 to Arizona. There you go. That was cool. The tank so is on. So it wasn't him. <laughs> but uh, Jim Montgomery came out yesterday and said that the Bruins were non-competitive, which I completely disagree with that assessment of his team uh, felt like the Bruins really played well in the first and second period had multiple opportunities where they walked out in front of Stuart Skinner, didn't get a shot off or miss the net. Um, so really felt like the Oilers, you know, yes, they, they, they played well enough to be able to stay in the game with the Bruins, but I still th- felt like the Bruins were probably the the team that should have won that game. But you know, as Koo mentioned, the Oilers were the team that should have won the game in Edmonton. So sometimes that's just the way it goes. And that's why you hang around against a team like that when you've got a, a game that is a throwaway game, because anything can happen. And look at what that fourth line did. And that's, to me, how a good team wins a game. Your top line gets shut down because their top line is just as good as yours. And and then it's just kind of let the rest of the roster suss it out from there. And Derek Ryan and, and Ryan McLeod were the, were the difference makers yesterday. And Devon's score. And Devon's score. And Devon's score. Yeah, that fourth line though has kind of been kind of been buzzing a little bit recently. And I think uh, I think I said this on all this nation every day. Like the common denominator is a Devon Shaw and Derek Ryan. Yeah, because otherwise the third guy's been was, three or four it, different guys. Yeah. Pooley was, Costin is, McLeod and McLeod. Yeah. And I think there was I think even Bukestad rotated through that a little bit in his first game against Winnipeg, maybe. So yeah, those two have just Devon Shaw. Let's just, let's talk about Devin's score because number 19 version. I was going to say that three straight games now, three straight games with an assist. Did he hit the crossbar in the first game? against Winnipeg in the second. I can't remember, but he hit that crossbar with that like nasty backhand across the crease (laughs) across. Yeah. Right across the slot. And it's just like, this guy has been up and down from Bakersfield, but not even, I think he's just making it to the airport parking lot and then turning around and coming back. (laughs) He's getting getting a burger at Chili's real quick. Yeah. He's changed his number. And now he's just made it extremely difficult where a guy like Clem Costin, who the Oilers fans are loving, can't get in the lineup because he's playing so well. So I guess congratulations, Devin Skull. It's a good situation to be in, though, to have that depth now. And it's like, obviously, it's tough keeping Clem out of the lineup, but still, you can't take Devin out right now. No, and that's so would you put in Clem Costin? When when do you think Clem Shady gets back in? And what would you, what would you do? Probably Tuesday against, I think Ottawa's on Tuesday. Ottawa's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ottawa, you could probably put him and Roberg in. 
You're you're gonna yeah. have to try and cycle these guys yeah. in throughout oh, the last sure. sixteen you games, anyways, because you want everybody ready for the for the start of the playoffs. Definitely. And you have what seven defensemen and probably fourteen forwards mm-hmm. who all are gonna have an opportunity to play game one of the playoffs, and they're all need to be sharp. So you're gonna have to play all of them, and you're gonna have to get uh, Campbell in too. I was gonna yeah. say, would you start Campbell on Tuesday? I think that's probably. The first I think that's like the most have. realistic for Campbell's next yeah. start is Ottawa. What do you guys think? I agree. I'm in the same, I'm in the same thing. I mentioned on the post game show, I was kind of trolling a little bit. I was being a bit of a tease <laughs> to those going on the trip. I said, Campbell should start against the Leafs and Toronto. Game. The trip, the trip, the trip to Toronto. By AMA, AMA travel. Yeah. The trip by AMA travel, the Toronto, the I one just, that they should be boarding the plane for right about now. Knock yeah, on wood, they're getting knock ready. on wood, Dan. Mm-hmm. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. Knocking. Um, yeah, I, I joke that Campbell should start their revenge game. Goes into Toronto. He's familiar. He wants to show up his old teammates. You know, the Leafs were happy when he left in free agency. So maybe he wants to prove something to them. Well, they, they let him lead stretches today. Uh, I saw in all three of the guys did. All three. I'm in uh, Campbell and Cece. Yeah, right? they all let Barry's stretches. gone. So that's all the former Leafs. There's three of them. Unless they call up Greg McKegg. Greg the egg. Greg the egg. McKegg. Greg the egg. We McKegg. did have that theory the other week. When they play Toronto here, that they would call up the egg to start, <laughs> to start the game. I think the egg's on the second line in New Baker right now, too. I'm not surprised. Greg McKegg was once traded for Zach Hyman. That's right. Thoughts? The Florida-Toronto yep. deal, wasn't it? Florida-Toronto deal. If Greg McKegg goes to Florida, Zach Hyman goes to the six. Interesting um, swap. Now, that, now they're under the me. same umbrella. The Oilers won the trade because they got both guys. Yep. Both are stars. Yeah. It was a Kevin, Kevin Holland, Ken Holland masterclass. <laughs> it was. He planned this whole thing out. Leafs fans were excited when the Zach Hyman walked in. They replaced him with Michael Bunting. They felt pretty good about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but you look at their lineup. We should actually talk about this. Lafferty, this, be, Lafferty being their second line center. Sam Lafferty. Yeah. Now for some reason is Toronto's second line center. They look, JT, their $11 million man being on the third line. They made about a million trades before the deadline <laughs> and their roster looks weird. They don't have a forward group and they have nine defensemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they skated 11 and seven this morning. I think that was Mark Masters. That Mark Masters had out. it. Yeah. They got Kerfoot, Matthews, Marner, first line, Nylander, Lafferty, Yarn Croak, Bunting and Tavares <laughs> as a duo for the third line. Aston Reese camp, oh, a no. as the fourth line. And then they have all their nine D men, McCabe, Brody, Morgan <laughs> Riley, Eric Gustafson, Oilers draft pick, Mark Giordano, Timothy Lilligren, and then hole uh, by himself. And Luke Shen's just not there. So hold like the Nuge's punching bag. I was yeah. going to say, I'm surprised they're playing him. Just I think there's a lot of skate in. right now. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's never, still skating. He'll never off. play in the NHL again. <laughs> My favorite part about that Nuge fight was I can't remember who tweeted it out, but it was a, it was a fighter, a former NHL enforcer. Put it out and was like, Justin Hall got beat up by this man. And it was Nugent Hopkins in his rookie year. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Jay Rosehill, actually, from uh, Leafs Nation. It was yeah. him. I think so. That yeah. really made me chuckle. All right. To be fair, you don't know if it's a picture of today's Nuge or draft day Nuge, because they're almost <laughs> the same damn thing. Yeah, an age. Have you guys seen a picture of Noah Philp? Do you guys ever know a fell from the Bakersfield Condos? I'm aware. I'm familiar with it. I'm pretty he had sure that's the other day. Ryan, he had a tip? Yeah. Pretty sure that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Look it up. There's Just a picture Bakersfield tweeted the other day. And it's like, they all, at the end of the games, they always tweet pictures of the that's player new, of the right? game. And boy, oh boy, did he look like him. I guess I could, uh, they may travel too. So Dan, they're getting on the plane now to, wow. to whoa, Toronto. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, so, so what's that the, uh, Nuge? No, they look really similar. That looks like Noah Philp. That looks like pirate Nuge. 
And then regular Nuge. They look like a, Eric Carlson and Nuge got together. Yes. Wow. Yes. They look like a Pokemon evolution chain. Yeah. <laughs> There's something else in there too, though. Little, cause he's got that snarl. He's got like a snarl on his lips. He has a sassy look. Noah Philp does. Um, sassy Nuge. It looks like he's almost winking a little bit too. Like it's pirate Nuge. It is pirate Nuge. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> AMA travel. The second nation vacation <laughs> takes off today. The first one to Vegas was awesome. This one will be awesome. Can't wait. Walking out in Canada. Can't wait to hear how the gondola suite goes. Yes. It's going to be feel awesome. About not being able to go to this. One I'm pretty, then. I'm pretty upset that I'm not there just because like, I, I, I feel like if you're going to get an experience in another team's barn, it should be something like a suite or something yeah. where it's like, you're never going to get that access ever again. And so they're, they're in for a really cool experience as long as they get there. Are you and AMA a has been wonderful to be able to help us uh, figure out and navigate all these flight changes and issues that have happened. So thanks to AMA. Are you, you making, talking to are you, talking are you making a phone call right now? No. Oh, oh he's, he's holding his phone. He he's he's holding his phone right it's now. My, it's, my, it's my security blanket because, <laughs> like, because this whole time I've been checking my phone. There. Yeah. Uh, I've been really appreciative that we don't have a video going today because I have been checking my emails incessantly. I got a video. Oh, this no. This thing is rolling. Oh, no. I'm going to pause it actually right now. Boop. And then re-record it so that my f- I can actually send these videos to watch later on. <laughs> just have an hour-long video that takes me weeks to send. Smart. But I, I agree, Dan. I feel, uh, Kuma, have you been on a nation vacation? A uh, long, long, long time ago. I was on the OG trip. He was a Which member one? of the Cabana Boys. I was, oh, was yeah. Vegas? I, was, I was on the OG Vegas trip. I was on the first two of them. And I've been on many a bus trips down to Calgary, including yes. the one where I left the Saddle Dome with a shovel. And the other one where <laughs> I the other one where returned with the Man, we had that sho- we had that shovel in past security, and then everybody started to make a big deal out of it. Oh, and like man. the secondary security is like, what are these guys doing? That's then right. You get a you got another shovel that night, anyways. You or like I, a better yeah, one. I took a I took another shovel that like night. Like the ergonomic well. one too. Like the, yeah. the one yeah, yeah. of the ones that has the I, I'm doing with my arms, even though there's no video. There's a video. Shovel that goes like this, you know. It it has like a ergonomic. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. What you did though is you really hurt Calgary's chances of getting a new arena because their shovel budget ate into the arena budget. I was going to say, why was there a shovel in the sad dome? Then I realized it's because yeah, I need a story absolute construction site there. There really wasn't much of a story. It was just really cold outside. I don't think the bus had arrived, or we didn't know where the bus was. Which what's down the stairs and to the left? It's a bit a bit of a walk. You have to kind of like, and that's probably the one where was it Gazola who gave Fat Dad the the piggyback, or the other way around? That may yeah, it was it was something like that. This was also the same trip where. We were up so high in the nosebleeds in Calgary. Yeah, I sure fell down. I fell down this. Yeah. Oh yes, he's, oh, I barrel rolled. He celebrated a goal and fell like four rows. It was a shorthanded goal by <laughs> fuck. Who would it even have been? This was like the non-playoff seasons, and it was like one of the random players who scored one of their like three. Will Acton, ever. something like. That. <laughs> yeah. What something. year was it? Uh, it would have been. I don't think, say it was it. The, was it the game? I think was it, it the bad game. It no. was the McDavid injury game. Was, oh. was it? Was that all in the same game? Well, there were, like I said, there were two that, trips. There were that's two where trips. I almost fought the guy with Dusty. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Because he was chirping <laughs> McDavid being injured. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't like that I 
I, it was I, hilarious. That yeah, guy was, we that guy tripping. was like, he was, but then he one section over one seat, just the, the stairs in between us. Yeah. And he was barking and Dan didn't like it. Dan said something back and they're going back and forth at each other. And then I was about to stand up and then dusty stands <laughs> like eight foot tall. Dusty stands up one row behind and me. I was yeah. like, All right. Well, I guess I don't have to do anything here. Yeah. So I just stayed there. Did he like, hit his head on the ceiling the guy, with a bunch of his, the guy, <laughs> the guy did end up standing up to me. And then I stood up and then dusty was right there. And yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. This guy wasn't, yeah. Eight feet tall, so he, he was towered. He was yeah. towered pretty quickly. <laughs> he was just done. <clears throat> I actually think the shorthanded goal might have been Alex Chiazon. Well, that sounds. Oh I think I'm trying to trying to pull it up here. So it would have been 2019. I think it was. I think it was the end of the 2017-18. Yeah, here it is. Last game of the season, the others won three-one. That's when he score a shorthanded goal. Oh. That's the one where uh, Leon could have could have tied the rocket Richard. He fired it, and I think Regier like knocked it out of the air about eight feet above his head. Robin Regeer. Probably not Robin Regeer. No, uh, Giordano. Same yes. guy. Giordano, same guy. Different you era. had Hemsky on the mind, uh, didn't you? Yeah. No shorthanded goal, but there was a power play goal by Alex Jason. That might have been it. The answer. The original answer. I think I stood up and I fell down about eight rows. And then there was an Oilers fan that helped me stand up. And they were like, who pushed you? Yeah. Like I was ready to go. Just point at anybody. I was like, you know what? Don't worry. I just fell. <laughs> Bernier, I think you're beside Jay on that one, if, aren't you? Yeah. If yeah. you've ever been, if you haven't been to the Saddle Dome yet, Coom is terrifying. completely defendable in this because as soon as you stand up, you're over the top of the person behind you or in front of you. So it's like, it's just inevitable that people get excited. They jump up and the floor is slippery and you're leaning in. Yeah, so I haven't been there, but I heard it's like pretty mess. steep. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I've so. seen guys like fall up and down the stairs. Oh. Tear down. Oh, we've watched people go fly yeah, yeah. down the stairs. If somebody feels a pop on those stairs, it's just a slip and slide after yeah. that. But this has nothing to do with the shovel. The shovel. No. You know, it was just, we were waiting outside. It was, it was there. there. And I just took it. Yeah. Why not? I Put it on the bus. Does anybody want to guess the other two goal scorers from that night for the Oilers? Leon Dreisaitl. Leon scored his 50th. Yeah, because he almost did 51. Yep. Right. You just said that. Andre Sekiro with an assist. His fourth of the season. In game sexy Reg. Sexy Reg. Well, that was when he came back with the bionic leg. Yeah, mm-hmm. he played 24 games at four assists. Gavin, you want to get? Don't look. <laughs> already seen okay. Josh Curry no but that would have Joseph been awesome. Gambardella <laughs> Valentin Zykov did these guys play <laughs> Joseph play Gambardella game? did play ah. <laughs> Brad Malone off Brad Malone also played ah. three hits one Sean goal that game that's face a- off percentage 29 that is a Brad Malone game if I've ever heard one except for the 14 minutes played holy smokes <laughs> Wow. It was a tough the time, season okay. was lost at this time. So it was Don on the squad his 10th of the season. I want to read the lineup out because this was 2019. So this was four years ago. Ty Ratty, mm-hmm. Colby Cave, Toby Rita, Brad Malone, Neon Leon, Chase on Cassian. How do you say this guy's name? Gambardella? Gambardella. Gambardella yeah. I got it. Nailed it. Uh, Sam Garnier, the Nuge, who had two assists, McDavid. Blue line. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We did 11 and seven this game. We were doing 11 and seven before we even knew it. <laughs> Who was even coaching at this time? Was this Hitchcock? Uh, yeah. Probably on the screen in front of you. No, it doesn't say. <laughs> He's looking up in the air. Oh yeah. Ken Hitchcock versus Bill Peters. Scratches for the Oilers. <laughs> Kyle Brozdiak. Yeah. Oh, Kara. JJ. Milan Lucic. Uh, Petrovic. Alex. Yeah. Wow. The Calgary had a big one. We're too. the defensemen. You didn't read oh, the yeah, defensemen. Whoops. 
What an episode um, this is. Derek Ryan also played in this game against two of this. And James Neal, obviously. Uh, Sekra, Chris Russell, Kevin Gravel. He was just playing waivers the other day. Adam Lawson, Donnell Nurse, Clef Bomb, Mike Bennon. Uh, no, sorry. Matthew Bennon. Mike Bennon played for the Speaking Crusaders. of. <laughs> and oh. Koskinen was in goal. 968 save percentage, 23 saves on 24 shots. Sorry, no, that's wrong. That was even strength. 24 plus 7. That's 7 on board. 30 saves, 31 shots. <laughs> Why is he recapping a game from 2019? <laughs> Go Wait. ahead, Coom. Go ahead with what? Are you You're you oh, I was, uh, what, I, what I said was going to be wrong. I oh, was looking good. at players who have worn number 19 for the Oilers in the past. Pat Maroon. And Brian Benning, brother of Jim Benning, good wore guy. number 19. How many other 19s other than Devin Shore can you guys name? Justin Schultz. Joltz did. Nico yep. Koskinen. Koskinen did. Yeah, that's two. Patty. Patty. Patty Maroon. That's three. Boy Devereaux. Boy Devereaux did. Yep. How many are there? Uh, 23, I think. Didn't, did, 23. Acton? <laughs> did Acton wear one? No, he was 18. Sorry, there's 21. 21 in total. You guys are missing. Yeah, who are the notables? There's a few from like the 2000s Intranuvo. that at least Rick should get. Dan Ralph Intranuvo? I have looked at the you, list. Of you guys are too young for a name like. <laughs> you guys are a bit, a, a wee bit too young for a Marty Reasoner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which time? First time or second time? Never heard of him. Like, you guys are a little bit too young for an Anatoly Semenov. Oh, that was a great <laughs> if, I, if I said the, the acronym, no. The abbreviation, no. The first P-O-S? letters? Yeah, yeah. POS. P-O-S. Does that mean anything to you? You know guys? POS? An Oilers player that was POS? He was a real Sullivan. Patrick O'Sullivan. Yeah. yeah, let's go. 19. He also doesn't like us, doesn't he? That's I think he has. POS. He has all of Twitter blocked by now. Yeah, is he still on Twitter? Oh, no. geez, I don't. If know. you block everybody, are you still on it? I don't know how that works. Is it? Uh, Oilers scouting director Tyler Wright. Obvious. Was a nineteen. He played for the Oilers. He did. Yeah. Really. The Oilers selected Tyler Wright. 12th overall Early in the 90s. 1991 draft. And that's why they hired him because they never want to make that mistake. I'm just joking. I think I That was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. I remember joke. his score hockey card. I'm fairly, fairly certain. Uh, later in this draft, so Tyler Wright goes 12th overall. The, the New York Rangers at 15 selected Alex Kovalev. Oof. And then at 16 went Marcus Nasland. And then at 18 went Glenn Murray. And then the Oilers later selected Martin Ruchinski, who never played for the team. To be fair, we were only scouting in Czechoslovakia at that time. <laughs> yeah. That's how they found Tyler Wright. We didn't know any of the other teams or countries. uh, They found Tyler Wright behind the Iron Curtain. Yes. (laughs) Well, Czechoslovakia, Dan, leads us right into our next segment. Oh, it does. Quick commercial break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Commercial over. I wonder how many people got that reference. <laughs> Just by the start of that. Commercial? No, the commercial or the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia. I think it would have been Czechoslovakia when he was born. Probably. Yeah, you're Alice right. Hemsky released a story this week about his playing career and kind of the stuff that was going on in Edmonton. I think we've all taken a look at it, right? Yep. Dan, you said you've read it all and yes. pretty informed in it. Do you want to give us an update? Well, what I, happened? I won't. I won't divulge too much of it because I'd like people to go and read it, but I was reached, I was reached out to by uh, one of the people that are involved with this, uh, this project called the Bez Frazi. And that's probably horribly pronounced, but uh, it is kind of the player's tribune in the Czech Republic. Uh, and one of the, key players in setting this all up is actually Redeem Verbata, former NHLer, if you remember correctly, and an all-star back in 2015, as we looked up before the episode. Did we determine that you played for Vancouver on We did. We did determine that. Um, And so uh, he was very thankful of us for sharing sharing the article on Hockey Fights and then as well on Oilers Nation all over the place. and that he said that uh, even Kevin Lowe saw it and wrote a nice, friendly message to Alish Hemsky. Uh, but yes, in the in the actual article, Alish kind of goes into uh, a lot of more of the mental side of the game for him and kind of his his struggles and his triumphs with that. Uh, and then also kind of speaks to uh, a lot of the the old boys club. So if you're a person that believes that the the old boys club was holding this team back, uh, Alish Hemsky has a different opinion to show you from uh, the the years when he joined this team up until uh the stanley cup finals run in 2006 Give us a taste of that I, I didn't read that part uh so alish this was before uh back in the day when uh players could still stay with ownership uh that would now be viewed as circumventing the cap uh but alish was staying with one of the members of the edmonton uh owners group, group or the eig yeah. uh yeah and so uh i can't remember the guy's name but he really credits that guy with uh, the member of the group uh with being his father figure and really just kind of helping him uh be able to focus on being a hockey player coming to a new country where why can't they do that now typically uh, because that would be circumventing the cap because you're giving your player a, a perk that has a dollar figure attached to it which would then be considered a part of their their bonus or their their money that the team is giving them it's kind of like how is this like, real? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of similar. So the new, like, a new rookie, remember, a new rookie coming in today. Yeah. You remember a guy like Crosby where he would he he stayed at Mario. So it's, but Mario, no, well, that'd be, no, that'd be two, twofold though. Cause Mario was also playing at the time. So, yes. But I mean, yeah. so but, new guy, sorry, ginger beef, but if he was still around, you know, yeah. he can't stay with, can't live in the house. No, he could stay with them for, you know, days, could I he stay in like a tent? Have a permit on the yard. See that. But these to be honest, questions. like these guys can just go and live with the NHL players too. So yes. it's not that big of a thing. Yeah. But it's similar to how like how's that different? I I don't know. But it's kind of like when do you remember when Evander Kane was gonna we were going through the thing and everyone was like, Well, what if Daryl Cage just gave him 
a gardening a stake job. In the, yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. That's how we're gonna get. That's how we're getting Connor and Leon under the cap yeah, next time. Yes. So yeah, you can't do that anymore. But I was Hemsky. But, Sorry, but yeah, so so the Kevin Lowe part of it was just, and again, the old boys club uh, back in 2006. Sorry, yeah, Bruce Saville. Thank you for looking up the name there, Coom. Bruce Saville is the guy that had him staying with him, and uh, and yeah, he so he said uh, Kevin took some time, especially in the uh, 06 run uh, before Game Seven, I think specifically. He sat down with him for like an hour just to kind of go over the expectations of what he's going to see in this moment to just help him be able to be prepared. So anyways, really great read. Alish, you know, I hope I would love to be able to talk to him about it because he just, he's so honest and he's so truthful. And I, I'm sure that there's a little bit of it that's lost in the translation and that kind of thing. But the story he tells about uh, Chris Simon and Chris Simon pushing him around from the flames and then George rock comes in and, yeah, that's great. and Fuck rearranges yeah. everything. Gotta read it. Definitely check it out. That is at uh, Bez Frazi. That's B E Z F R A Z I uh, and look up Alish Hemsky. Is the that's there. Chris Simon did not want to fight him. Yes, that but was the, really that was exactly the what he referenced. Yeah, he said that he, uh, I guess, Hemsky had stirred it up with Simon during the shift previous, and then Simon was ready to kill him. No, and then when, yeah, because when George went on there and fought him, and when Simon came out, he skated past Hemsky he and it. said, I'm going to kill you. And then Hemsky's like, oh, shit, now what? Went to the <laughs> bench when George is, hey, George is, this what's up? And George's like, okay, give me a minute. And then that was the end of the, that was the end of the, uh, the, end of the thing that, that I was read. The end of the clip I don't that know I gave what you. happened afterwards. So, so I, so I, yeah, I wanted, I was trying to encourage as many people as I could uh, to read it. And I think <laughs> I did a good job, but, uh, but yeah, he just, he mentioned that, that LaRock just did not give Simon an inch of ice for the rest of the game was all <laughs> over him. And he never touched Hemsky after that. I think was tweeted out and we probably have it on our socials too. Yep. If you want to go it's all over the it. place, definitely worth reading. Uh, Alice Hemsky, 652 games for the Edmonton Oilers, 142 goals, 477 points. He played 845 in the NHL. I never got to see Alice Hemsky in his prime. Wife the Oilers. I simply just did not live in the country. He was incredible. Yeah. It's always funny as you when we do mailbags the last couple of weeks, uh, a lot of people have been like, so how does Ekholm compare to Chris Pronger? And my answer is always, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll go around the horn quickly and just kind of say one thing we loved about Alice Hemsky. And I like a a moment, I guess that was just kind of stands out from Hemsky. I, so I saw Hemsky's last game for the Oilers before it was against Ottawa, funnily enough. And then the next day they traded him. He had two goals that game and it was just kind of awesome. Like everyone at Rexall, everybody knew it was his last game or going to be one of the close ones. Cause I think they always went on a bit of a road trip over the trade deadline period. So that was just kind of a cool moment. He got a good, pretty good send off. And yeah, that's my kind of, my kind of memory. The best Kemsky moment though, is the goal the goal, that, the goal yeah. game six Detroit. Yeah. Like that. From Samsonov, right? From Samsonov. From like Samsonov. that goal was, that gave us our first playoff win in since 98. And it was something like eight versus one. We're not supposed to have to have a chance to beat these guys. We're the blue, we're the, you know, the blue collar team come out there and beat the, and dude, like that, that arena was electric. This city went absolutely nuts. That was this, that was the real start of the, uh, of the 06 party. Mm-hmm. Like when you got that first win and I'm the, I did tingles, tingles, just thinking about it. The other one that stands out. And this didn't lead to an exceptional win, unfortunately, but it is incredibly memorable. Was when Patrick Stefan, Patrick Stefan, <laughs> yeah. however you say it, for Dallas, is skating into the empty net 
fumbles the puck, falls over, and the Oilers turn around. I think Jared Stoll makes the outlet pass to Ryan Smith. Smith hits Hemsky, deeks out Marty Turco. Yes. Yeah, I've rewatched this so many times. That was out there for me too, Cam. He actually actually references that in the article. He talks about, I think he took some kind of shot at Stefan for it too. (laughs) It's funny. Stefan gets torn apart for this, but... All he does is goes in there, goes forehand, backhand, just got to lead it in the net. He's like Ray Ferraro, I believe, is calling the game and absolutely destroys. They were teammates. Him. They were teammates in Atlanta. Oh, they would have been. Yeah, he absolutely oh, destroys yeah. them. All. I was like, man, yeah. like he doesn't. He just. It's very simple. <laughs> forehand, just backhand, just tap it in the net. Connor but last night. I think oh, yeah. that Connor last night. That's. I was just gonna say, is that like how many times do we miss empty nets? The Oilers. Yeah, Nugent Oilers on their own. So did right? Connor. Yeah. But yeah, twice. Exactly. I think yeah. that what you're kind of talking about is like the. Like the reaction that that play gets then dictates our response too. And so like you look at, I, I always think back to the, uh, to the Chicago Cubs, uh, Moises Alou freaking out Bartman? about Bartman, Bartman yeah. about Bartman. That's and, why and his upset. reaction is what guided our reaction to be upset about it instead of, Oh, that's just the way baseball goes, mm-hmm. which was the way that most people, when they got fan interference before that reacted, but because the moment was so big. Oh, man. So Ferraro, Ferraro I think, I think Ferraro is the reason that Stefan can always look back on that one and be mad. Well, you don't even need a call. You don't even play by play. Just play no. that video. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Once, and to this day, like that'll be top 10 misplays in the NHL ever. That is also on sports net. It's oh, yeah, top 10 sure. misplays of sports. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's in the top so, three every time. Forever ingrained. There's another interesting thing that should be pointed out with this is that because of that, they lo- they wound up losing that game in the shootout. Yep. And they tied for fifth last in the league with the Blackhawks. Oh, Had no, they have just lost that game, right. they would have been in fifth last and the Blackhawks won the draft lottery that year. Yeah. So the others would have been and in that they, spot. They got Patrick Kane. It was Patrick Kane. Was Kane but Kane? I think, oh. I don't think the Oilers would have drafted Patrick Kane first overall. <laughs> There was a D-man in that draft they liked. I'm just I'll pull to it up. 2007 NHL draft. Gavin, what's your favorite Alice Hemsky moment? Um, like what Cam just mentioned is definitely up there for me. And just overall, like Alice Hemsky was the first jersey I got as a kid. And that's just one player I kind of gravitated towards throughout his entire time in Edmonton as well. Because he's from the Czech Republic. So is my family. So that's just one player I really hooked onto. That makes you sense. you have one, Dan? Um, Hemsky moment? Specifically, no. Uh, I just, I thought... Uh, personally, I thought it was really cool when he uh, showed up this year at the uh, Lloyd Minster event. I was thinking about that and too. really kind of blew away everybody that was in Lloyd Minster, including Kennedy, Kylie and was yeah, um, sure. just to get so excited to see him show up. I love that he's an Edmonton Oilers fan. And that's what I really got out of that article. A lot of them was are. just like, yeah, like just like straight up. He said, I had multiple opportunities to leave that team and Every time he said, I couldn't do it because I just love that team so much. And so, yeah, I mean, you, you hear such an honest and raw truth out of him, but just being an Edmonton Oilers fan is cool to me. Would that have been the NHL 2006 draft or two? It was 2007. The player I think they would have picked was Kyle Turris. So, so they tried, they tried to what? trade up to get him. So oh, you think we would have taken Kyle Turris first overall over, Patty over Kane? Kane? Yes. <laughs> Does that, that would have been add a, up though? I'm jumping out this window. Hey, hey, listen, that's with, a Western Canadian kid. <laughs> you think they, Kevin Lowe's going to draft a yank first overall? Come on. Hey, so, we need all these things to happen in order to get Connor and Leon anyway. Yes. So we'd have to just sit there right there. And as a guy who had to sit there and take it as the oh seven, I was, I was an adult. Yep. I was 27, 26 years old. Wow. So I was, a, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was an old man. Hey, okay? or I am an old man, but no, like sit there and I take it all and I'm fine with it. I don't have any regrets because we are where we are right now. Yeah. Top five that year. 
Patrick Kane. Uh, why did I pause so heavily? James Van Riemsdyk, Kyle Turris, Thomas Hickey, Calgary boy. Maybe it could have been another him. one they might have picked. You never know. <laughs> did we get Hickey Kyle eventually? Alsner. Did they? I think no, we got they, Hickey eventually. No, they no, never they, got him. He was were, on the Islanders he was, forever. He was rumored to come to us when we got uh, Forbert in the Visnovsky, I think. Visnovsky Forbert? No, it was uh, Tubert. 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 And Sorry, the first round pick that for Tubert. The, I think um, that, that he, right. Hickey was the rumor back that's then, it. though. Yeah, was, that's what it was. Was Turris out of Salmon Arm? No, it was Burnaby Express, which is now Coquitlam. I saw um, Turris showed up on the Senators feed today. He's oh, coaching really? his team in Ottawa these days. He's, he's coaching uh, the Sens? No, he's no, coaching just his, <laughs> his five-year-olds. He's I coaching think. in the BCHL too. He, Is he? Uh, um, he just did the, the top prospects game in BC. He was okay. one of the coaches. The other one, Duncan Keith. Oh. So there you like go. Uh, Oilers obviously took Sam Gagne six overall in 2007. Yes. Do you know, actually, when I came- And then so Alex Bond and Riley Nash. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Some of the names I yes, went after. Um, Jane, Jacob Voracek uh, was there. Joe went nine. Logan Couture. Oh, who else is there? Ryan Riley McDonough, Nash, Kevin Riley Shattenkirk, Mac, Max Pacioretty, David Perron went twenty sixth. Yeah, there you have it. Jamie Ben went in the oh, sixth round. PK Subban went forty third overall. It's always funny to sometimes go back and look at these drafts. And, this, and then there's people out there really like stupid Oilers. How'd you miss on PK Subban? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How'd you miss on Jamie Benny when the sixth round? Well, everybody did Literally six times. Five, yeah. Like, come on. Betway, Gavin. No yes. Tyler today, so I will let you tell us what you did for Betway yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I chased a juice and I hit the money line. And oh, nice. yeah, start. We all know how it started. Um, I wish I kind of hit the live bet as well on the money line, but I didn't. But so got cashed out. So I'll take it. My buddy hit the live comeback. What would, what would he get like, that at? Uh, I'm just, I'll try and find it here. Because I was actually curious. Good. Here it is. Plus 390. He hit it. Hmm. Not seems, bad. Not Honestly, bad. that seems kind of low. I thought it was going to be down Honestly, two, two goals to Boston with all the yeah, uh, hoopla around him. With yeah. everything, yeah. Uh, do you have anything for tomorrow, Gavin, against the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, I think McDavid takes over that hockey game because somehow, some way he's left out the score sheet against Boston and we still found a way to win. But I, I think he gets back on the scoring train. Ah, let's do it. Two, two goals or more for McDavid. Any other predictions for tomorrow? One finger wag. For me and McDavid. Well, okay, then two. <laughs> One each. You think McDavid's going to do a finger I wag? I goddamn hope so. God, that would be awesome. Boom. Prediction? They're going to have their... F- I've, been, I've, I've made this prediction multiple times now and I'm always wrong. There might be a reason that I'm wrong because I might be jinxing it, <laughs> but there's only two teams left now. Is there two or three that haven't had a S-H-U-T-O-U-T <laughs> in the league? I think it's going to happen against three. the Leaves. There's three? Vancouver, Oz, and Columbus. Right. Because so, Calgary just got theirs recently. Yeah. When they that happened? Essentially tied 0-0. Zero, zero yeah, they won a, yeah. <laughs> they won a shootout, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And any Betway predictions for tomorrow? What would you recommend? Is I hope. goal score are you going with? Um... Does Devin Shaw extend his point streak tomorrow? Uh, I don't think so. I wouldn't <laughs> go there. I would say a guy like Evander Kane might might well, make some noise one. just yep, because he was kind of muted last night. I think we're missing somewhere. the obvious one here. Well, outside Former Leafs are going to all score. CeCe's going to score. Hyman's going to score. Hyman gets McKegg's one. McKegg's going to score. Take Hyman on a point. <laughs> Take Connor on his shot prop. Connor on... Goals on himself. Yeah. Just alone. Don't try and parlay, parlay that yeah, with anything. Yeah. Two goals. You might be asked to parlay to get some value though. Well, it should still be plus 
three hundred oh. something. McDavid's got a goal. Two goals. Oh right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think for McDavid, two goals are more. I think it's been around like plus three hundred lately. Yeah, three twenty or something like that. Dude, could you imagine if it goes like two hundred or something? (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, I could see it though, honestly. But yeah, Connor over his shots. Okay. Get uh, Hyman a a point. I'd say you know what, sprinkling a a Darnell uh, shot block prop as well. Did you see yesterday on Real Life they were talking about face-offs? Betting face-offs. That would be the ultimate sweat to bet on face-offs. Yeah, because Sportsnet doesn't show them. (laughs) (laughs) It was over under uh, 58 and a half, I believe, on Betway yesterday, and it was 49. Yeah. Keep that in mind when you bet. If anyone's betting face-offs. I would never do that because you guys hear the story recently. Something came out where somebody was cracking jokes with the other guy they were doing face-offs with. And they're like, Oh, I'm having a bad night. You mind you letting me win me this one? one? Yeah. Who was that? I can't remember yeah. that. That's a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. That was like this week, really last happened? week. Yeah. They talk, they talk at the dot. They're like, Hey, they're listen, like, I'm having a bad one. Coach is on me. Can you just give me this one? And I'll owe you. That's why you can't bet on this shit. But <laughs> true. But it's based off if there is a face-off, not who wins the face-off. Wait, so it's just total face off. It's just total. Oh, it's so it's not face-off. like right before no, you can wins. quickly <laughs> sign up. Yeah, 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 Who's yeah. going to get it? Dry Silent Matthews. No, I wouldn't even, like I that. wouldn't even be able to guess how many face offs yeah. there are in a game. Like I said, I, it's the ultimate sweat. It how many would you I never know? think about. There's three for a second, third period. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and every that's time you go to the score. That's my, that's my guaranteed pick of the day. What was the number? 58 and a half and it was 49. So 58 and a half. So like 19 face-offs a period. Yep. That seems like a lot. That's, that does. That means it's stopping it really every does. minute on average, a, right? Pretty much every minute. Yeah. The Oilers. That Tyler can't told right. me just, yeah. So Tyler told me yesterday, the Bruins average 57 total a game against their opponents, whatever. And the Oilers average 59. So is it 58 and a half? Kind of nuts, to be honest. I can't even believe that was out there, but you can find it on Betway. Or remember to bet responsibly. <laughs> yeah, take the under, apparently. <laughs> yes, always take the under. Never take the under. Unless you want to. It's your <laughs> bet and your money. But just bet responsibly. And you do it responsibly. <laughs> Ask the idiots. Um, this one's by Oodle Noodle. I'm going to say it. <laughs> they have stickers there now. Did everyone know that? All Oodle Noodle locations in Edmonton are giving away free Oilers Nation stickers to fans. Visit Oodle Noodle locations today to snag a ticket not a ticket. Sticker. 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 I was thinking. But grab of, some food too. Don't just go in there for a sticker. Do you have to be a yeah. paying customer for a sticker? Or can you just grab one? It just says you can just grab one. Okay. Yep. You just uh, go in and let them know you're there for a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go to one. There's some in Calgary now too. Finally making that city something. Barely. Also, before we get to ask the idiots, Oilers Nation birthday party next Saturday. Tickets are still available, Dan. Is, yes. Then we've got we've about got a few fifty-ish. Uh, yeah, less under. than that now. Less yeah, a, less than that. Fifty yeah. hundred. Under. Under. Oh, under a hundred. Yes. Are we all going? Fifty hundred. <laughs> we will all be there. Everyone here is going. I'm yeah. going. I'm going. Be there. Physically, I'll be there. You going? Yep. Rick, you're, you're going. You ever been to the plant before? <laughs> Once, I think it was yeah. for your going away party before you Sorry. came back again. <laughs> Join us in celebrating our adventure with a blast from the past. Two thousand inspired bash. <laughs> that rhymes so well. Tickets are $20.07. I bought four tickets yesterday. My family lamb is coming. It's at the Pint Downtown. All proceeds go for free kids. Free play for kids. With the ticket you entry into the party, you get to watch the this beat up on the Seattle Kraken, allegedly. That'll happen. Swag bag, including an exclusive Oilers Nation tea. And you get drawn into all the prizes then if you buy a ticket, right? For, yep. 
and you get a prepaid drink. Yep. They have Correct. it. NationGate.ca sure, tickets. Shirts look real good too, by the way. Going to be ice luge. There's going to be an ice luge. Oh, yeah, Shot luge. That will be nice. It's exciting. Um, I see it is. Dan, I'll come to you first. Yes. Okay. With Jesse Poyavi now traded, is Kyla Yamamoto in the crosshairs as the next whipping boy for frustrated fans and the traditional media? That's from Dallas. We are not the traditional media. No, I would say that we're probably looking at defensemen. If you're looking for a new tribute, Whip it'll probably boy? be a defenseman. Uh, so no, I don't think Kyler Yamamoto is due. Coom? Yeah, I disagree. I think it'll be ahead of him on the list. The expectations for Evan Bouchard will be spectacular. We have a history of having a hard time with puck moving defensemen all the way back to Tom Pody, Jeff Petrie, Jolts. Never ends. Um, <laughs> then we also have a goalie who's struggling immensely. And then there's Darnell Nurse. He makes all that money. And then maybe a new European winger will appear that all the old school types can get angry about. <laughs> right. I know. I agree. I think it's spread out pretty well. I think there's still a group of people out there who are mad at Ken Holland. Uh, there's going to be people out there mad at Darnell Nurse. Mm-hmm. There's people out there who don't like Yamamoto. There's people out there not going to like this guy and that guy. I really don't listen to those people, so it doesn't really matter to me. Gavin? Yeah, I don't think it'll be Yamamoto either, although he has been really finishing his chances as of late. I still think, like you guys were mentioning too, like a Campbell or Darnell Nurse kind of has that spot locked up. I don't think anybody should be the next weapon boy. I think this team is four points off the top of the Western Conference lead. Then we should get off everybody's ass and let's just win some damn hockey games because they just beat the best team in the NHL last night. Oh, yeah. So no more whipping boys in Edmonton. Good vibes only. <laughs> Good luck with that. Unless you're yeah. into that game. <laughs> Number two. This one's from Was. Was. Ask him to come in and ask the question. Yeah, yeah, the internet. Come on. He, found, he found this one on the internet. I yeah, thought it was a great it was, question. It was on the interweb, the World Wide Web, where you can find Noodle Noodle. How important is physicality in today's NHL, especially in the bottom six? With how fast and skilled the league has become, how much of a factor does physicality play? For example, grit and hitting. That was... From was via, via was from somebody else who I can't remember on Twitter. Dan, you want to answer this one quick? I like the question because to me, I feel like traditionally the West has always been that conference where they felt like we were the meat grinder, talked about how, you know, the team coming out of there is going to be banged up, all those things. I really feel like this year it's shifted over to the East. I think that's going to be the tough. I mean, obviously talent wise, there's a ton of talent over there, uh, but you look at the pickups of like Tanner Janot and you've still got your Nick Sealers and your Delorier's and just mm-hmm. tons of guys in the East that, that can mash around. Um, so I would say that perhaps not as much previously. I think that this team doesn't need as much physicality as, as we once would have. Whom? There's no one exact way to create a good hockey team and win hockey games. There's, you know, one team will do something. Everybody will try to copy it. But I mean, there's a million different ways to win. I don't think that you necessarily want to be the team leading the NHL in hits because that means you don't have the puck that much. I know it's not necessarily always that simple, but I do think physicality is important because it helps you wear down the other team when you forecheck well and you back check well, finishing all those checks. That's what makes it hard for a team to play in the third period. That kind of stuff, I think, is advantageous to to the Oilers specifically. I think they forecheck and backcheck quite well now, better than we've seen in the past. Rick? 
Yeah, no, I think it's still a big part of it. Like, uh, like you said, they're forechecking, backchecking, play in front of the net. Um, listen, we know what it's like in the playoffs. We weren't very big before and we kind of got pushed around by LA. We're a lot bigger now. It's not going to happen as much. You brought in a guy like Evander Kane and all of a sudden the guys play like they're, you know, a couple inches taller and a couple pounds heavier. That's just the, the sociology of the game. That's just how human beings react. So I know a lot of people don't like it, but that's, that is what it is. It's a physical sport. And if you're not the one out there creating and taking advantage of the, of the, physical game the other team's going to do it to you and you, if you if you can't battle that you're going to lose gavin yeah um like i don't think you need someone out there kind of busting skulls all the time but you still need someone to provide that presence yeah, you need sure. big and bodies that can handle exactly exactly and like you said too rick like going to the playoffs you need that presence you need that big bodies kind of going there get into the dirty areas so yeah like i think it's still part of the game for sure although the game is now kind of tending to uh build around speed but I still think you still need that. Like you just need you just need guys who can play physical, who can still move the puck and skate. Now, exactly, it's not just big dudes who, who who throw bodies and throw knuckles. They have to be able to make passes. They need to be able to skate, and it's been like that for eight, ten years now. So you've got mm-hmm. kids growing up that way who are big, who are making sure they can skate, making sure they can handle the puck because that's what you're going to need, yeah. and it's always going to be like that. Yeah, I think physicality is obviously part of the game still, and. I kind of see what this person's saying in the sense of like, is your this bottom six strong enough? But like, I think it it is. Like, Perfect. there's some good size in there and everything. Size of the dog in the fight. Multi-dimensional skill yeah. sets. That's what you want, guys who do a bunch of things well. Yeah, and, and I think our bottom six does that. I think we do have like a lot of talent in our bottom six now, and they have that depth that provide like that scoring ability and have that size down there as well. You don't need massive, yeah. massive hits, but yeah. when you go, when you get a chance to fucking hit a dude, you got to hit him. Yeah. And I think, I don't think it has to come from the bottom six. I think that's just kind of the stigma around a bottom six player. Right? It's like, oh, they, they can't do anything. So they just got to hit everything that moves. It's like, then we've moved past the days of like Steve McIntyre and those kind of guys, right? Like Warren Fogg was a big guy, you know, he's not going to drop the gloves, but he'll hit you if you're around. Yeah, like, size of the McLeod. dog in the fight. Now. Yeah. McLeod's or size of the fight hit. in the dog. I mean, Yamamoto, <laughs> the smallest guy on the ice. He's probably the most aggressive player on the ice. Like, I don't think it's Devin like, Shore. He'll throw a hit. He's not a huge guy. No, I think he's six one. Well, I'm, you know, not <laughs> a huge guy. That's not huge anymore. I'm six foot one. Right. That's true. I'm five yep. eleven and three eights. Three eights. Three eights. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you just say six feet? Yeah, we'll give you I'll that. G- I'll one. give it to I you. Would never lie. If if you said you were six feet tall, I'd be like, you're right. Liam's six feet tall. Yep. <laughs> you have my seal of approval. What is six feet? That that is six feet. Okay, right there. Six feet tall. Yeah. Never a doubt in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't asked the idiot's question. I'm gonna let and ask. So this one, the AJHL playoffs start this weekend. Mm-hmm. So if you're in one of those areas that has an AJHL game, go give it a watch. Two part question. One, have you guys ever been to an AJHL game? Two, can you name one NHL alumni that is from the AJHL? AJHL alumni that plays in the NHL. Colton Pareko played in the you AHL. Can't name AHL. the same player either. So I started and you I started had the easiest Coon. one. Colton Pareko played for the Fort McMurray Oil Barons. And if you can guess the team, you had an extra point. It was, <laughs> it was it was stunning. He jumped from midget double A to the AJHL in one year. Did you ever hear the story what Gord Thibodeau told about that? It's quite funny, oh. actually. So they so Fort McMurray, obviously being north, they do tryouts in they do camps in St. Albert, usually are in Edmonton area, and then one down south in like Cochrane or something. So this was obviously the St. Albert one where Pareko's from the Edmonton. I think he's from St. Albert, isn't he? Yeah, he's from St. Albert. So he went there, midget double A guy. Yeah, like wasn't like on the like personal invites list. It was just like one of those blanket invites came and they were like, 
who the hell is this kid? <laughs> <laughs> and then just signed him and he went, the rest is history. What does he have? Like, just started an eight-year deal? Yeah, I think he's on his first year. Yeah, so there you go. Colton Pareko, have you ever been to a game? No, but I went to a junior tryout for the uh, Grand Prairie Storm when I was 16. Oh. But I've never been to a game. What, what did you play? What? What? what uh, that year? Minor hockey associated did you play with? It was Southside. Oh. oh. That was after my REM 15 year. I had, I had no business being at that camp. <laughs> so <was>. you were, <laughs> wow, there you have it. Rick? Yeah, no, I've definitely been to some of your Crusader games, buddy. Yeah, big game tonight, Fall McMurray, 7 o'clock. Be there. I know. Brodziak. Brodziak played for Fort Mac, did he not? Ooh, Kyle Brodziak. I'm trying to think of guys who played for uh, the Crusaders. Did Blair Betts? Mike Comrie. No, Blair Betts never played. No, Brodziak never played. He was uh, played with the Moose Warriors. Who am I thinking of? Mike Comrie played in the AJ. Did he not? Yeah, he played for us. No, in the AJHL. Us. Oh, no, that's Dub. No, Mike Comrie. He did. He played. Mike Comrie uh, played for the Steel, did he not? The he Saint played Albert, for the Saint Albert Saints. Saint Albert Saints and the Show Park Crusaders. Yeah, oh, and then went back because he has now. like the. Because um, I remember when Carter Savoy was killing it in the AJ, we all looked at Mike Comrie's numbers and compared. Right. Yeah, and Danny Heatley too. Danny Heatley was on the, the goal scoring. Taking all Gavin's Calgary. Answers. Calgary Canucks. I still have one yeah. in my mind. So I'm trying to get all of them before you can. <laughs> say. Who's the little defenseman from Minnesota? Oh, Kale McCarr. Uh, no. Oh, come on. Kale <laughs> <laughs> McCarr on the bench. You can't say it. I already said it. Was, it was the little defense, the captain of the... Of, Spurgeon. Yeah, his brother. brother. His brother? Because he was a part of the Oilers organization. Tyler Spurgeon? Yeah. Tyler Spurgeon. Spurgeon. I think his brother was a part of the Oilers. Oh, there you have it. Tyler Spurgeon played... Da, 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 da. He's from Edmonton, 36 years old. Now plays in a Dell 2... Never played in the AJ. You're good at this, Rick. I'm <laughs> played for Kelowna. Have you been? You've been a right hand. Yeah, yeah. I used to live in Sherbrooke Park for a bunch of years. So the first year I lived in Canada was 2007, and that year was the same year that Josh Healy played for the Crusaders, and he was a draft pick for the Calgary Flames. He was an undrafted free agent. Was he? Oh, well, that goes my answer. <laughs> Carter Savoy, <laughs> Dylan Holloway. Yeah. Yeah. He's I've played been to, in the NHL. Yeah. yeah. Gavin. Okay. Well, Kale McCarr's off the board. So I'm going to go with <laughs> the most recent emergency goalie, Matt Berlin. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, for the crew. For the crew. And um, I have not been to an AJ game, but hopefully I'll catch one for the playoffs. Starts tonight. Did there we Skin- go. Did Skinner play in the AJ at all? No, or did he, he go straight did. to Lethbridge? He went straight to Lethbridge. You know, Stuart Skinner was the reason Connor Bedard went to Regina. So Skinner was traded from Lethbridge to Swift Current. For like a bunch of stuff, but in that was a 2020 first round pick. Wow. Which Lethbridge then traded to Regina for a couple of stuff. And Jake LeCision was the big package going back to, uh, sorry, he went to Regina in the trade, I think, or something like that. But yeah, that's kind of how it all worked out. Who do you think won the trade? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Swift Current got a WHL championship out of it. Ah, everybody wins. So mm-hmm. there you go. Okay. On call performers. Gavin, you've been eager to do this. So what does yes. what does bag milk say? We'll start with our veggies. Yeah, start with the veggies. So that's cold performer. Yep. Okay, let me get my buttons ready. Da, 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 da. Okay, go ahead, start Gavin. Your cold performer of the week. Okay, cold performer of the week. So we in our live, we always <laughs> had that fight over the remote if it's with a parent, a friend, <laughs> aunt or uncle. We had that at Nation HQ yesterday. <laughs> 
Um, the majority of the office was uh, watching golf because there's a tournament going on. The players. Yep. The player championship. Thanks, Liam. Um, without hesitation, without <laughs> a stutter step, without a double move, our good old Waz gets up, grabs a remote and turns on a little soccer game with, again without hesitation. And we're all like, yeah, all right, fair enough. Guess, uh, guess we're watching soccer now. So that is my cool performer of the week. Are you thrilled? I'm not. Liam, you allowed them to turn off the briar? <laughs> I, uh, I've had the briar on most of the week, so I allowed the golf tap. And I love that golf. But it's golf the first game. round of the, it's the first round of the golf, first of four, but we're getting down to eliminations in the briar. Ty, Ty like Kui knocked out Kui yesterday afternoon, you would have missed that while was, you were sitting here. I saw the, the awkward hug after the match. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was close up until about the seventh end. Botcher was up on Darren Molden. Mm-hmm. All my teammates last time when Botcher won the Briar, Malden was on his team. Are you guys, uh, you guys are kind of missing world. something here, which is that spring training baseball games are on. Yeah, but that's they're usually what should over be by on like the team. Yeah, eleven to two. That's what occupies yeah. the TV, in my opinion. That's fair. <laughs> eleven to two. Okay, Rick, what's your call performer of the week? Well, it's obvious. I think it's everybody who uh, was against the team last night after the first period. You don't give up on this team. You never have. And you should never. I'm upset. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Coom, cold performer of the week. Uh, this is what I say almost every time I wind up on the show is that it's still cold outside and we're over a week into March. I, I don't like it. I hate it. What? 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 <laughs> oh, didn't mean to click it. Look at the final cold. time there. Uh, my cold performer of the week. Just kind of what we said off the top. Somehow, some way, every time Tyler leaves, something doesn't work in this office. It just doesn't make me look very good. I swear. <laughs> I know how to do things around here. That's what he says. So Tyler going on vacation. <laughs> Nothing working. Worse. Worse. Now we'll reverse the order. Coom. Uh, Top performer of the week. Does. Coom. Okay. Um, uh, oh, by the way, Dan left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not letting down talk anymore. Sorry, Dan. Dan We've had enough. He had a hard out at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, boy, oh boy, did he leave at 3. He, he, up, he up and left. Um, okay. I'm going to say the Blue Jays today ended the Boston Red Sox. Perfect spring training. The Red Sox had not lost a game the first two weeks, and the Blue Jays beat them 2 nothing in a, in a spring training game. We the best. Rick. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. It's number 19, Devin Score. Devin Score. My Look boy. what he's doing right now. He's carrying this team. Uh, <laughs> it's so long for what it is. Okay. That's what she said. Gavin, performer <laughs> <Yeah>. of the week. <laughs> uh, looking ahead at the uh, sports schedule for next week, it's going to be a good one. Uh, three Oilers games, NFL free agency on the fifteenth. We have an F one race mix in there, mm. and and like Coom just said, uh, spring training's up and going. So next week in sports, baseball. Hey, you're one of. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real life intro. <laughs> it just says Harvard old. So I thought that was just a band. I always figured I like to start. Yeah, start it was good. Hey, he's got to cut it off. The <laughs> now we know. Hey, you're still listening to this. What is wrong with you? <laughs> 
Uh, my hot performer of the week. What can I go with? What did I do last week, Rick? Oh, I have no idea. It's usually a pretty good story, though. No, I don't have much. Tell a story. No, we were running out of time last week, so Tyler made everyone go really fast. Yeah, I got rushed. Yeah. Tell a story from your youth. <laughs> <laughs> How's your Back fish? Uh, fish is thriving. I'm still trying to find a way Did to- Did you sneak in the- th- No, I haven't got to that yet. Oh, yeah. I haven't been able to sneak she in. She hasn't noticed? No, which is very funny because she- What? Tread- so my fish died. There was tread- two fish. Don't ask the names because they, they change names all the time. Tom and Jerry. Usually. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> now Terry's left. So I had this fish. One of them died. And <laughs> when the other fish dies, I have to get rid of the fish tank. So I just keep repurposing the fish. Every time Chopping a dies. second when one dies. This way he doesn't lose the tank. So I don't lose the tank. But my other fish died the other day, last week. So now I'm trying to find a way to get the other fish in. But my girlfriend's been home a lot this week. So I haven't had, like, you got to leave it in the bag for a while to like adapt to the water and everything. Yeah. And the treadmill, which she uses like almost every single day is right next to the fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> she just hasn't noticed yet. So I got to try and sneak it in sometime next week, but I will go with my hot performer of the week. I had a good one. I can't remember what it was, but honestly, the golf, I like watching golf and I'm glad the golf is back. Full swing was good. I finished drive to survive. That nice. was epic. Outer Banks. That was my hot performance. Yeah, you were talking about that yesterday. <laughs> Outer, Banks. Outer Banks. That was it. I'm glad that triggered. Finished it in like two days. Worst show ever, but I love it so much. It's about these kids that go on these pirate treasure hunts and just like- And you said their parents let them do everything. everything. Yeah. But on one of the finales, they were like, we need to go to South America. The parents were like, no. And then they said, what? we'll be fine. They said- Okay, but take care of each other. <laughs> they've just been trapped on an island for a month and not been home. It's an absolute disaster. So my performer of the show. week is out of banks. When he's a hot guy. That's what it was like to grow up in the eighties. Yeah, well, we're gonna is- do this. No, it's okay. We'll be fine. Okay, just watch out for each other. <laughs> That's how it should be. All right. Anyone got anything else? Score predictions for tomorrow, Coom? Uh, one nothing for the Oilers. Yep. 4-2 Edmonton. Gavin? 5-3 Edmonton. 5-2 power play goal and an empty net. Any closing thoughts? Oh, I here? have something to point out. I noticed this today because uh, I looked in the back and Bag Milk was writing the game day post. Mm. And you know how we write the game number. Mm. It's game number 67 tomorrow against the Leafs. And the Leafs haven't won the Stanley Cup since 1967, which was before the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> the alleged moon landing. <laughs> Well, that's a wrap on Oilers Nation Radio episode 267 bajillion. Thank you, Tourism Jasper, Betway, what else are you going to get? AMA Travel, Oodle Noodle, go get your stickers and get your tickets for the Oilers Nation 15th birthday bash at the Pint Downtown. Tyler will be serving drinks, shots. Yeah. Shots. A lot of people were asking him for stuff and he just kept saying, I'm going to give you a rum and coke, no matter what you ask for. <laughs> yeah. They were bringing out some pretty tough ones. I don't even think I had, man, I don't remember last time I even seen a hot Harvey wall banger. So yeah. <laughs> oh boy. What a name. All right. They have it folks. <laughs> Farewell from the fab five Four. power play unit two. <laughs> Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.